Let's go. Binge Town. I'm at a loss for words with this episode. <laughs> Kyle said it first in our chat, but this was the best episode of Peaky Blinders to date. And our journey with the show has now come to an end. But our journey with the movie is about to start. There is so much content that there is literally no room for me to even mention any of it in this intro. All I will say, though, is that we are a group of fortune-telling gypsies with how many theories and events we called. Of course, every single one of them was right. We weren't wrong in, in any way. Ah, we, we, got, we got the deaths a little wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I want to mention, for those who are only listening to the audio... Kyle here is looking fresh as a motherfucker. He's looking like a true peaky fucking blinder. It is a celebration. With that being said, let's just get right into the general talk of the episode. Let's keep it vague, boys. Just like Dave said, but I don't think you said the name of the episode. Episode six, lock and key. It was so fucking good. There's almost nothing. Uh I have one major complaint that is nothing to do with the show and it's completely to do with red right hand. And then besides that, <laughs> I have an, I have an open question for us about just how somebody got specific information, but I don't want to talk about that yet. It's a 9.9 because it didn't play red right hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would agree that there's one little thing like information wise kind of at the end, that is a slight question for me, but I was freaking out watching this episode at the gym and I, I was literally on the treadmill for an hour. I didn't even realize how long I was there. I was like, holy shit, like <laughs> this episode is fucking insane. I was texting everyone I knew that watched the show. Like, did you, did you finish the finale? Did you finish the finale? Finally, I got a hit with Alki and we've been past <laughs> like three hours about it. What is his general thoughts? He loved it. He loved the finale. He thought the season itself was a little weak until five and six, which mm-hmm. I think generally I would agree with. No fucking way. So good. So. The finale is just amazing. It's amazing. Jimmy, you were right well, so much, man. I just want to give my hats off to you really quick. The head, the floating head. Now the floating that. head that but I can't you were, fix. The theories that you were pulling out of thin air. You were good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I was just as wrong as I was right, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say the you should put it on the board. You should, yeah, just put I should have put board. it on the board. I, I got some right, I got some wrong. I, I didn't put it on the board, so I'm a wuss. You know, don't count it for me. <laughs> but I will say, watching this finale, I'm not surprised at all that Peaky Blinder season six got 100% from fans on Rotten Tomatoes. This might be one of the best series finales I've ever seen. Really, really up there with with the best. And if I'm being completely honest, I love Tommy Shelby. I love my, my Peaky Blinders, but they could have ended it and I would have been happy. Mm. And I would have been like, damn, this was a freaking good, good, good show. I was just going to say that. And I kind of wish they did because it was so good. There is still room to slightly mess it up if the movie isn't satisfying or right. Tommy has a bad ending that's more controversial than what it was. So I, I kind of wish it was just done. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough because this finale cemented it as one of the best shows of all time. And we're going to talk about what it number Where on the lands. list of best yeah, shows man. it is at the end of this episode. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's cool. You, Mount Rushmore. Wow. Top okay. Four. Four. The floating head agrees or disagrees. We'll find out. <laughs> all right. Let's I, I just there's so much I want to talk about. So let's uh, let's dive in. Okay. So like we've been doing in the last podcast for this show we're going to have buckets but because this is finale we have to do this right we're going to make the buckets a little bit more narrow and make sure that we're not 
skipping over too many things. So if you have been listening to us, we've been trying to do our best to keep it summaries, reactions, what we liked and didn't like, but we're going to get slightly back into that formula of like scene by scene, including all of our reactions, everything we liked and listened. So I'm sure this is going to be a really long one. Stick with us. We have to do it big because this is the finale. We love this show and this is going to be what most people listen to. If you're going to hear any podcast anytime in the future, because you're always going to listen to the finale. So with that being said, Let's start with this first bucket, and this is just going to cover the opening quick scene of Michael, which I'm not sure we even need to really talk about because he plays such an important part later. We have Lizzie breaking down to Tommy, and then finally we're going to have Duke and Charlie's conversation. Only comment I have on the Michael scene is that Boston accent is horrific. (laughs) He gets out of jail and the guy's like, what do you want, a hooer? I was like, yeah, oh my newer. gosh. Dude. That's literally the only comment I have on that scene. He only wants his wife and he has and he never found out that she was a biatch. You see clearly here how much Michael cares for Gina and she just does not give a damn about what he does. And I want to see her reaction to the news of Michael. Well, yeah, I won't get she'll there. be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Will she, though? Seriously, we don't even need her, to be honest. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, well, we have Jack, so she'll she'll be associated with Jack. When I say we don't need her, I just mean that I still believe they majorly underutilized Anya Taylor-Joy in this mm-hmm. show. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> this, and then moving from that to something I guess we've been expecting, but it still hurt to see of Tommy and Lizzie like officially splitting. I feel like maybe what episode, I guess episode three, at the end of episode three, we're like, oh, she's done. Like, she's out. But we've still had episode four and five of her trying to make this connection with Tommy. Obviously, the news of Diana is what kind of, and when she says, she opens the scene with, like, with the smoke of your daughter's funeral still on your clothes, you slept with someone else. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, even, like, fuck the whole, it's for business and the greater good side. Like, that is fucked up. Mm-hmm. When you know the ending and you look back on this scene, it hurts even more because Tommy was so mean to her to purposely try and just cut her off so she could just get out of the business, it seemed. At least that's how I took it. Yeah. And so when you look at this scene even more and then think on what's going to happen at the end, what is their relationship going to be when they reunite? I don't even know where to begin with that. Luckily and unluckily at the same time, Charlie kind of disowns himself from Tommy in this scene. Little Charlie, the I bastard. Like that. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I literally have yeah. in my notes. Thank God he's gone. So because he did that, the whole fallout of this, I don't remember if it's in this scene or it's later where he basically Tommy says that Charlie's going to live with his quote unquote mom. Now who mm-hmm, Charlie mm-hmm. himself considers the closest parent to him. So that to me means that both of them are going to be in the movie. And then Lizzie is going to play a part. And maybe right. there's, there's a chance for reconciliation there when Tommy finally unlocks that safe and and lets her in but it could be too late at the same time i think that's a great storyline for the movie though at this point Mm -hmm. getting back into his like family's graces of where you know should have been changing to hit that path all along charlie's words did hit really hard when he was talking about him recognizing lizzie more as a mom than he did as tommy as a father it was justified what he said because tommy really isn't ever around for him he just comes back he brings gifts make it up for everything he's been gone for i thought that was a really well delivered line by charlie yeah it's really frustrating knowing that tommy really does care and he just doesn't show it and Mm -hmm. seeing his son say what he said and we know it's tearing him up you know you could see it in his face like they do zoom in on his face and it is tearing him up but then have him walk out and even charlie saying like 
where are you going? And he just looks at him and walks away. And he mm-hmm. does the same thing, with Lizzie, in the earlier scene where she's basically saying, like, I'm not wearing your rings. We're done here. He kind of just looks at her and walks away. And it, it's just so crazy because, you know, it's killing him. And he's got to have major strength to be able to just walk out. Are we good there? Because I want to be the first one to talk on this next part. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the better Charlie, the actually. Cool yes, Charlie. dude. <laughs> Fuck, yes. Somehow through it all with the little screen time he got, I thought Duke turned into a fucking beast. Like, yeah, thank God. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to make me like Duke as much as I do, but this is part of the scene. I mean, this is part of the transition. I mentioned it last podcast episode where I was slightly satisfied with what they were doing with him more than I thought I would have already at that point. And then this episode, he just was great. I just, disagree. Everyone likes Duke. No, no, let's great. go. I mean, we were, like said, we love the guy. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. We were talking shit like, ah, like I, there's no way I'm going to care about this guy. And they just yep. did an absolutely wonderful job of weaving him in. But Uncle Charlie, dude, Uncle Charlie is an absolute legend. Yeah. He is such a straight up soldier for the Shelby family. He is just so ride or die. Tommy is so great. I and he, when he has this scene when he's like basically interrogating Duke, I'm like, dude, he is such a rider for the family. I love <laughs> that he sees the potential in Duke right away and already makes that soldier to general comparison. That, that mm-hmm. really hit him. That was sick. That yeah. One. Yeah. Can you keep Char- a secret, Dave? Yeah, <laughs> Charlie also says in this scene, Tommy's always right. Just, just yeah, that Tommy's always right. I interpreted that as like he asked him if he's ever killed anyone, and he eventually says yes, and he's like, Tommy's always right. I feel like Tommy yeah. knew that, like he had that look in his eye that he has killed before. Mm-hmm. So That's it is confirmed it. that he is the dark side. That's what Tommy kind of implied last episode, but it was up in the air until it gets confirmed in this episode. He is the dark where to Charlie's light. Who's going to stay with Lizzie? I think him going to Lizzie meaning Charlie is going to confirm he's light. And mm-hmm. that's what Lizzie would have wanted. And that's what Tommy would have wanted for Grace's son, too. You guys got any more comments before we can move to the next no, part? Okay. Oh, the scene. So this is going <laughs> to be a solo scene bucket. And it's just straight where Tommy goes after the conversation with Lizzie. He goes right into his office, the OG office, and has this conversation with Arthur and man, this mm. is this is a good scene. Arthur absolutely crushes this scene. I was so devastated. He's talking about what is it like the money agency references? He's talking about all he's good for is his money, which Tommy actually goes back and references at the end of the episode. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure he calls himself just everyone only wants me for my money, things like that. But my boy Arthur. What a hell of an episode for him. I think he's still obviously in the recovery phases. Uh, You can see that here, especially with him wrangling Tommy and Tommy still with his TB being able to just outman him and put him down. I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What TB? Yeah. What am I even even saying? Did I even watch this episode? Did I even watch this episode? You're absolutely right. But yeah, I was led to believe. That's what I I had it in my notes. I was like, I'm surprised (laughs) that Tommy with TV. So I guess I should have just ixnayed that in my notes. But like, fuck you and your contracts. But Arthur was looking weak here. I love the turnaround to of him thanking Tommy. That was obviously the cherry on top to the scene to me. Great A acting again. We've been saying it for Arthur's character and Arthur's actor this entire season. This back and forth was heartbreaking. You know, we were wondering if Arthur was going to find out if Tommy was going to tell him. And we found out that Arthur found out on his own and he was waiting for Tommy. And it was definitely heartbreaking. It's just like with 
when Ruby has her funeral and Arthur can't talk, well, jumping to the future, Arthur can't be there to say goodbye to Tommy. I mean, this guy loves his freaking brother, man. Yeah, I really liked how they weave John into it as well. Yep. Yeah, yes. agreed. Like, I mean, Finn's a brother, but fuck Finn. So, nah, like, he's not, dude. He's out. They, like, having the three of them and having John be a part of that scene was really good. I honestly genuinely was, like, tearing up a little bit when they were hugging at the end. The mm-hmm, scene mm-hmm. just ends amazingly because, like, three amazing things happen. You get the quick turn to the John painting, and this is, like, them getting real, real, right into Arthur hugging Tommy and that just destroyed me emotionally. That was like amazing right Right into Tommy cleaning himself up and just saying, I'm still fucking here. Pull yourself together. We got work to do. It's like bang, bang, bang. What a way to end this fucking scene where Arthur came in hot and emotional. Tommy talks him down like he always does, but they do have that real moment. Just the hug was maybe 20 on screen seconds. It was so deserved and so satisfying. I mean, Arthur needed Tommy. Yeah. to hold him up. I mean, that's that's the crazy party. Tommy actually had to pull Arthur up by his face, and Arthur says, look at my eyes. I'm clear. I'm clean, which is another important thing. He's just a little hammered because he's upset. <laughs> pounds <laughs> that whiskey. Like, he pours like a whole glass and pounds the whole thing, just like Kyle is right now. Yeah, I ain't pounding nothing. What kind of whiskey you got right now? Irish. Irish, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a little Jameson. All right. Like the good Lord intended. All right, boys. Are we good with the Tommy Arthur? Just like emotional, just breakdown there. If we are, we're going to move on. I mean, I don't want to leave that hug. I want to keep that embrace. Yeah, keep it in. uh, Keep it in. We got to let it go. Okay. So this is going to be similar to our last couple of episodes where we cover multiple scenes here. This next part is going to cover Tommy and Arthur going to the garrison. And this is the big Peaky Blinders meeting. Then we're going to have the Gina and Mikey Stash quick scene in the Gatsby house. And then finally we'll do the Mm -hmm. Deanna and the Tommy meeting in the house of commons where Oswald shows up. Yeah. So this big meeting was so badass. I loved them talking in Romney or Romani. Which one is it? Both. Either or. Yeah. I just, I don't think that it's Romney. It's so telling that they have the situation where the son Duke can speak it and Finn can. And Tommy says, you know, Finn decided not to learn it, which mm-hmm. goes with the younger generation and how they were going away from the ideals and the OG stuff. As soon as they're speaking in, in Gypsy or Romney, whatever it is, they're talking shit on Billy, man, because Billy was himself surprised that he was there. So he digs his own grave almost where he's like, ah, oh, like, I don't get the lingo yet. And then he calls yeah. Tommy Tom at the end and everyone shuts up and then he yeah. goes. Mr. Shelby, <laughs> uh, you're getting a little too comfortable for being a rat. Yeah, right. Seriously. Just having the hindsight for these episodes is so key, which is why the rewatch value for this show, this episode specifically is going to be through the roof. I would be remiss as the uh, the resident Johnny Dog Stan, mm. not to mention that Johnny Dogs has already sailed to Canada. They're like, oh, like you're going to go alone. He goes, nah, Johnny's already on his way. Yep. Because <laughs> of John- fucking course he is. Johnny's yeah, got my back. Tom. Oh my god. I fucking Tom. love that guy. Only good things coming for that guy. Dude, he yeah. is just the goat. Johnny, go to Canada while you have like seven kids wandering around here. Your wife <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> now. Just go to Canada, Tom. Yeah. Esmeralda, yeah. his wife. Yeah. 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 And also, yeah. a good part about, not a good part, but an interesting part of like really hammering that idea home of Finns on the outs is that Tommy makes Isaiah be in charge. Mm-hmm. Of like and Finn looks at him shit. like, what? yeah, and Finn gives him a little bit of, a, of an askance look. Okay, so you guys, when you're hearing 
the Romney and, you know, talking about the truth and we have the truth of it and Duke's going back and forth and we're obviously getting the subtitles. Did you all know that was Billy too, or think that was Billy too when it was happening? Yeah. 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 So that's what I figured. But how did Duke know the truth? Well, because that's the, can you keep a secret? Yeah. Charlie's told him, can you keep a secret? Okay. 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 That makes sense. And that's probably part of like the, not hazing ritual, but a test for him to actually get into the family because they've made it a point that Tommy said when he introduced Duke to the family, he's not in the family yet, but right. he's like being, he's entering the fold. And like that was, was probably a huge test. Plus the whole Billy scene confirmed it. Right. He is in the family now. So were you guys expecting when you're hearing this bullshit plan for it to be a setup? Yeah. Or Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just want to make sure I wasn't like, all right, cool. Because I mean, I, I know that I'm like just a lot better than. You guys <laughs> okay, <at least>. yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just checking to make sure we were actually watching the episode too. <laughs> we're not spark notes in the fucking. Yeah, thing. right. Just well, here sure, here's dude. a perfect opportunity for me to introduce my gripe that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. How do they know that Billy Billy's is the, the role? Rat. That's the thing that I wish we had some insight in, unless I missed something. Because they know at this point, which is fucking dope, because of how it turns out. But how mm-hmm. did they get that information in between the Jack scene and now? Or maybe, and if they knew before then, I feel like Arthur would have acted a little differently in the ref scene. I don't know. I'm just uh, I mean, a little. I don't know. Thinking about the ref scene too, I feel like they they do purposely incriminate Billy. I mean, granted, that's actually been, very true. He's been yeah. gambling with them, but they did make him commit murder, which he hasn't done before. Which I mean, I guess is, a is an extra level of connection, kind of. But right. something interesting Alki said as well is that. Was it Gina? Because you think, oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. They didn't use Gina at all as the in between. Exactly. So that could be. There really was no point up until this, I guess, the end of the finale that Gina is Tommy's mole with Mosley. Right. Like that came to nothing. And Tommy was going to kill himself. So literally, we saw nothing about him using her to get any type of info unless it happened off screen. And she learns through Jack too, that he was right. Right. And also this is way jumping ahead, but now that we're talking about Gina being the, his mole, are we just assuming that Tommy had Johnny dog staking everything out and, and Johnny saw them put the bomb in and that's how he knew to switch it. He put the signal. It wasn't like Gina saying, well, this is the plan. It was so weird in the moment, too, when Michael was like, oh, I forgot my cigarettes. It, it was probably something along the lines of Johnny Dogs just watching them go in, looking into their cars. Oh, shit, there's a bomb in this one. Tommy's trying to get in this one. Let me put in the, the one behind it. He does say, I changed it out like you said, Tom. Yeah, like he was expecting the, yeah, like the ticker. Expecting- yeah, and I think that that's the biggest hole in the Gina theory is that, like, would Gina really kill Michael? Because, like, the whole reason that she would be Tommy's mole is that he knows that she cheated on Michael. Right. So like, why would she kill Michael to keep that a secret? Because it's keeping it a secret from Michael. I mean, maybe she knew about the Arthur stuff and was throwing the Arthur bone to Tommy. And then maybe Tommy worked the rest of it out himself. It's headcanon for me now that that's what the Gina, the payoff for Gina being the Shelby mole is, is that she had to have given up jack's information on knowing who billy was yeah it just feels weird that she would give up the info to protect her secret of cheating on michael my whole thing is that if she just withholds it tommy dies and if tommy dies then who cares about the blackmail it's gone so she could be with michael so 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm not ready to believe it. But I'm I'm definitely down with the whole Arthur thing being figured out through and and Billy being figured out through Gina because really yeah. it just goes into more of the whole you didn't utilize Gina slash Anya Taylor Joy enough. Like you have that scene where she's banging Mosley. And I know that the main part of that scene was to be to ask her that question and be like, I can tell if you're lying and what's Michael going to do with me or what's his intentions. That was probably the main part. But yeah, that's a good point. But having a mole like it is weird that they just never showed her giving him any information. Yeah, I mean, they killed the the bartender from the garrison and they literally explained to him how they found it out. But they don't do that to Billy. Like they knew he was working with the IRA because he was whatever. And then, mm-hmm. but Billy, it never really comes up. Maybe I think I, that makes me happier that we just talked that out. I mean, there's still a little bit that they could have given. They could have given us more, but yeah. it's not like a blatant plot hole that ruins anything. No, right. I'm more than okay with Tommy being a mysteriously yeah. amazing chess player that gets people killed because he's so smart. He plays chess <laughs> against Beth Harmon and he wins. Huh? Yeah, I I can totally believe that. <laughs> let's just let's just transition that right yeah. into Gina's house with Mikey Stash, who's probably getting his last bang of his life in right now. Which why not make it Gina? That's the you know for me. Yeah, yeah that's high on the list. <laughs> what I would have wanted. Nah, uh, give me Linda. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. But what about that <laughs> call? What about the call that she gets mm-hmm. from her informant? So that should have been Billy. Yes. Right? Like that's like a hundred percent what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's the way I took it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But the more important part of this scene is you actually, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I felt a little bit better about Michael as a person after this scene. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck enough to say that I don't want Tommy to shoot him in the goddamn eye. Cause that was the best <laughs> thing ever, but it is nice to know that he was even resistant to having Arthur killed. He only had yeah. this vendetta against Tommy and which is totally under, understandable from his perspective and he was very adamant on the idea that Duke and Charlie should not be killed. Duke's not a threat. Charlie is not in this business at all. So like leave him a alone. Child. Yeah. So all of that was was great for Mikey Stash, humanize him a little bit so he can feel something more when he gets killed later. This also feeds into what we were just talking about with Gina and Michael's relationship just being so rocky and maybe she finds him annoying at this point in time with him just always He's trying soft. to be the good. Yeah. Be the <laughs> soft when she wants like a, to, the strong guy to do what's best for her, you know? Yeah. I mean, she literally fucks with him in the jail scene. Like we've talked about. In yeah. The previous episode, yeah. And then she goes and bangs Mosley. So obviously she's not like head over heels for the guy. Yeah. Besides Tommy, I feel like all of the women in the relationships are the pants wearers. <laughs> right yeah honestly in this next in the scene though if we want to transition into talking about tommy diana and mosley in parliament that was like the first scene i feel like mosley was like this is my wife we're leaving yeah. diana and she was like okay well, well yeah for the first time when he's saying we're married now if yeah. we're married nope not happening but i need to rewind kyle because when we go into the family meeting and they're speaking romney was this the scene that you said is one of the best lines, one of your favorite lines from Peaky? No, no. The, oh, are you I about love the, this line that you have written <laughs> go down. Go ahead. I don't it. have it written down. Oh, so is it the clock one? Down. Yeah. So yeah, good. the clock strikes six when you fucking tell it to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no. he said married won't does says don't drink until after six. And he says it's a Shelby watch. You know what that means? You say when it's fucking six. Yeah. <laughs> my actually my favorite line is the beginning of this scene. So Diana comes in, does her classic straight to the point of let's bang right here. Right. And Tommy again keeps going to business. And but I love when he goes, and yeah, you want to fuck? I'll fuck. <laughs> you know, have to, have to cross the floor because I refuse to fuck on Tory benches. I was like, this guy, I would die for him. Dude, it makes it even funnier or better, I should say, because of the little funny thing that happens right before it where Tommy whips out all of his leverage on her, rolls it into a freaking paper airplane and just tosses yeah. it. And Deanna just snags it. That was, a that was definitely not. How many, how many, how many no, shots? Yeah, yeah that's multiple. Took? But yeah, I just when he goes and yeah, you want to fuck? I'll fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Dude, that that is my goat right that there. That was surprising. I did not think he was going to say <laughs> yes to that. Oh god. But let's talk about when Oswald creeps in because this was a thing we've been talking about. But he we finally get a I'm not going to say name drop, but basically a name drop of Hitler in this scene where he says mm-hmm. he's he's trying to personally invite him to his wedding in Berlin. He says the Fuhrer's even going to be there. Tommy rejects it because of all the Canada business and stuff. And then Oswald lays the ultimatum on him saying, if you ever touch her after I'm married, you're dead. My head went right right to the movie. Hitler is definitely going to be a thing now. I thought it would have been the perfect time was to introduce him would have been in the movie for Oswald's wedding. But we already know that happened by the end. Yeah, that's a good Yeah. My question is going to be at this point, Mosley knows that they're fucking with Tommy, right? Because the doctor is literally in his wedding. It's the it so, should be Mosley's idea. So Mosley knows that Tommy's going to say no because he has business in Canada. Because if Tommy says yes and goes to the wedding, then he sees Tommy's, the doctor. Yeah, and then he's yeah. going to see the doctors. Yeah. yeah, he's part of this whole plan. He should know Tommy's busy. He should know that Tommy has this deal that he's not going to not go yeah. to. And if he does accept the wedding invite, then Mosley also has an inkling that Tommy knows about it being fake. So it's Fair. it's it's a it's a bait kind of question, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it works both ways. And what was your guys' thoughts when they showed him looking at his hand and it was shaking? That he's about to die and is sick. I So you didn't honest- take it like he he was actually nervous from the talk with Mosley or anything I took like it as that. Nervous. I took it as nervousness. No, actually, no, I didn't. What am I talking? I'm just talking <laughs> Tommy No, it was. I thought it was the TB. Which now looking back, what then TB, it has, dude? Exactly. <laughs> so it has to be nervousness now. Well, no, I mean, he also at this point, Tommy is fully convinced that he is sick and about to die. So you can't really yeah. write off the TB. I feel it like it's still mentally impacting him. Right. Right. Been, right. Yeah. Exactly. And it could have been just rage as well i guess you could look at it like that because he didn't get the yeah vote. i mean it it could well, be he's just getting how toyed with he is and he's, he's yeah like, with like diana's yeah. hitting on him and mosley's telling him okay now stop fucking with my wife and diana's gonna keep trying to fuck him and he's and maybe he's just annoyed with it all the way diana looks at him and looks at mosley when mosley locks in and she gives that smirk like she knew mosley was gonna walk in they're just totally messing with tommy i could see it as wrath i could see it as him being sick i mean we still the fact that the sickness is fake we never really got an answer for the seizures unless it is what you said kyle which is probably true no sleep stress out the gazoo if that's a good way of saying it <laughs> and, and uh ptsd yeah. still ptsd yeah i mean seizures so, are never gonna leave honestly i thought that, that he was gonna have a seizure right there that's what i was thinking because it does do a flashback right it after does, that right yeah i think it does one of those 
constant like transitioning flashbacks yeah yeah i'm glad it didn't i'm really glad that that did not yeah happen, me too honestly. all right are we done with all the appetizers and you're ready for yeah let's go baby this? let's go this is the bucket of satisfying buckets so i'm gonna split this one up it's a parallel scene that happens and three main things are happening right we have the billy the finn and the duke stuff then we also have tommy in michelin Michelon. Michelon Island hmm. with with Michael. And then also at the same freaking time, we have Arthur and Laura hmm. from the IRA at the garrison. So all three of these scenes are kind of flashing back and forth. So to make this simple and to give each part its own spotlight that it deserves, we're going to take it one by one. And we have to do it in order of least to most important, starting hmm. with what happens at Shelby Manor, which I now realize it had an actual name that Tommy said this this episode, which I didn't know, but I'm gonna call it Shelby Manor because that sounds cooler. Yeah, yeah, I like that. This is where we're going to finally have the payoff that I've been waiting for since the finale of last season, where it finally catches up to Billy about him being the mole in the Shelby organization. And then I guess also I'm going to throw it to Jimmy too, because this seems like a culmination of their entire plan for Finn this season. I'm not going to give my opinion until you talk. Cause I'm still, I I'm up in the air about it. Like, was this well done with Finn? Are we unhappy? Did it, was it good enough? And the fact that he was missing from the beginning part of the season, but he turns out to be excommunicated by the end. Are we now happy in hindsight? Like, what are you guys thinking? I think Finn's a dumbass, to be honest. (laughs) By the end of that meeting, he definitely knew that Billy was the mole, right? They didn't explicitly say it in that. No, did he still? Did he believe Billy just died to die? No, I think by the end of this scene, like where he gets shot, where he gets shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's off screen. I would have liked them to explain it to Finn in person to see his reaction. Yes, but they they off screen in the room said they should have yeah. pointed the gun at this guy and just been like, yo, he's the fucking mole. Sure. Finn would have denied it a bunch, but uh, the logic and reasoning would have come out later with the, how they found out about it. But, but I that did so, happen. It just, that's, we didn't see but that's it. what, yeah, it's, it's off screen. This, yeah. It's yeah. off screen though. We don't get to see it, but I think Finn yeah. is so stupid for not I, turning I, on him. Yeah. He should have noticed that Billy was a rat and that he had to die. Agreed. Yeah, he basically admitted right there that he cares more about a friend that he's been partying with for four years than his family and the business, you know, especially family. And he points the gun at an old friend of his tries to shoot. and and shoots twice. So, yeah, I mean, Finn deserves to be out. And it, it's just crazy how it culminated into this, because like you said, Luke, he hasn't been around. Then they bring Billy and Finn back like that four-year jump never happened and they're just like whoa baby we got some refs making some money we're doing our thing and then they have the scene obviously where the one ref says no i mean tommy's not nice to finn during that meeting and finn you know he is good he knows he's about to test finn but it's still his brother and it's not like he thinks finn's a mole so it was surprising to me that tommy was like that to finn and then would allow this to almost happen with Finn, where, I mean, Uncle Charlie straight up said, take two bullets out of the chamber. Let And if he shoots, it's game over. Like, I mean, it's game over for Finn. And they don't really bring it up, but this should tear up Tommy. I mean, this is his brother. First of all, 
somehow Charlie has a cool moment in this scene. He's not even fucking in it. Because <laughs> yeah, right? Kai, I agree. I think this might be Charlie's best episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not dude, a coincidence it's that awesome. it's the best episode yeah. of all time. And it's and Charlie's, Charlie's great. Yeah, right. But then it's also Duke has a fucking amazing oh my scene. Gosh. When Finn yeah. starts freaking out, he's losing control of the situation. He knows it's not a party anymore. Uh, he says, like, I'm a fucking Shelby. And then Duke mm-hmm. looks him right in the eye goes, so am I. And that yeah, was that just was, so yeah. freaking sweet for me. As much as I was, like, knocking on this scene and how much I didn't like whether the direction of Finn's character, I don't want to take away from how fucking badass of an introduction, more of an introduction this was for Duke mm-hmm. and how he just ran that room by order of the fucking Peaky Blinders. It was yeah, so my good. Gosh. Yeah, that's the first time I this season. I'll wind that up. So good, bro. By order of the fucking Peaky Blinders, we needed that. I yeah. have two main comments. The one's gonna be my take, I guess, on Finn's storyline. Honestly, if it's between this and Finn just like being their younger brother that is does what he's told and is in, is in the business, this is so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And that like Finn was always gonna be like, I guess, a dollar store Johnny. I think this is just much more interesting. I mean, yeah, it sucks that we have a Shelby brother kind of turning against the family, but it definitely makes him a lot more interesting. Although it does feel a little bit like Finn versus Duke is like dollar store Mikey Stash versus Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you know whatever. that's written for the movie. That's it. Yeah. That's one of the plot lines we know confirmed for the movie after this episode. You just changed doing- my mind, Kyle. <laughs> okay, about cool. uh, what? I, that I didn't like the direction of where Finn was oh. going, but now that Kyle mentioned yeah. brings that up, that it's more interesting this way. I completely agree with that. Aspect. Yeah, it makes me like his character less, but it's more interesting mm-hmm. of a storyline. Perfect then, way to put it. I know we're doing them in buckets, but when Duke says you got to wait until all the bodies are buried before you start digging them back up, and then like the music starts hitting, and then it flips to Mikey smoking a cig, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. That is it. great directing. <laughs> yeah. Just another check for Duke being a badass in one episode. Mm-hmm. And we love him. Yeah. I I wow. How did this, how nice. do we get here? Duke is so much better than Finn in almost every way. But two things I wanted to add here. Total misstep by the writers for not having Billy blinded in the opening it was a cut across the nose i thought it was them blinding him but why not they should have just totally just taken his eye with the peaky blinders hat and then it mm-hmm. and then had that just because it would have been more poetic especially with the fucking peaky blinders line like that would have been yeah even better um but the second thing i wanted to bring up is like i just laughed out loud at the idea that finn thinks he has the right to have a vendetta against duke now like i don't i didn't yeah. I, that yeah. that was like what you're mad at him because they killed the rat like what did you how did he think that could have went any differently <laughs> you, so you, i mean he literally is told and confirmed that billy is a rat mm-hmm. and then they give him the gun and billy says you got the gun shoot them and he tries to to be fair, a little bit devil's advocate, he does only try to shoot Duke. I thought the first time I watched, he tried to shoot Isaiah, but he doesn't actually try to so shoot So he, he pulls the trigger twice, though, and it's at Duke twice? Yeah, it's at Duke okay, twice. Okay, okay. But still, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you pull it on Duke, then Isaiah, Isaiah is going to pull it on you, and you're going to have to shoot him, too. Yeah. And yeah. if you do that, I don't even think you should be excommunicated. You should be killed if you're in this situation as a Peaky Blinder. 
Agreed. I'm but, not talking about real world shit here, but Peaky Blinder shit, <laughs> you die, baby. There, you know, like I mean, I know he's a brother, but excommunicating him. Um, there's not a lot guy. of precedent for a blood family member this close, so I think it's kind of respectful. Like Tommy's not going to order the killing of Finn. I don't think it just makes more sense to kick him out of the family. If you ever come around again, now you die. That's what I, I would agree with that because Finn, as of right now, is not a threat. Really, I wouldn't have even respected that out of Tommy. Like that would have been shitty yeah. if they just had Finn killed. I would have been okay if, <laughs> if Uncle blood. Charlie, if I want blood, baby, <laughs> if Uncle Charlie says, yo, take two bullets out of, the, out of the chamber and they're expecting Finn to pull the gun on your own people. I would have been fine with the excommunication if Finn can't do what they ask him to do. But you pull the trigger on your own homies. I would not have been surprised if Tommy gave the order you're allowed to kill him if that's what he does. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Tommy would have thought that at that point, his brother's so dumb that just a friend that he likes, that he parties with, you know, that he's going to kill Peaky Blinders Yeah, for that. I mean, if you think you're going to, if you think your own brother's going to do that, like, I don't know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next thing. But the last piece I want to just, I want to give credit to his eye, man. He never wavered. Because now that we're done, we're done. There's no more room, I guess, until the movie. But he never wavered from his introduction season one. I thought him and Finn were just going to be basically the same entity going, growing together and taking over together. But he turned out to be the better Peaky Blinder and just shout at him like he didn't have a lot of talking in this episode, but he still always makes his he makes his impact. And he's just a good all around character to have for this show. Guys, the man. Let's go on to Arthur's storyline here at the garrison and. This is very nostalgic because the last time we'll be at the garrison, maybe ever. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's an amazing last scene at the garrison then. Seriously. So incredible, man. It's not the season one finale. Is it the shootout? Yeah, it is. Like it was Billy Kimmer right outside there. Basically on that street. Where Ada's husband dies, right? No, Freddie Thorne. He doesn't die. Remember? He dies in between seasons. He dies. Yeah, he dies from sickness. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of it's somewhat similar. I mean, it really shows how much they've stepped up a little bit, just in terms of the actual cinematography and directing of the show, mm-hmm. and also the Peaky Blinders themselves. I mean, this was a crazy scene that I was I was not expecting it to devolve into this like incredible shootout of them like hiding behind the pillars and shit. Yeah, so good. When it did start getting to the shootout point. And Charlie was there. I was thinking back to the last podcast episode. I was like, this is exactly what we were predicting. Charlie's going to die and Duke's (laughs) going to take his spot. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, he's so dead. And I don't want to watch it after he's He's been doing me too. I thought he was dead. He killed the one dude, but that beautiful pinpoint accuracy shot. And then I was like, okay, now he's definitely dead. (laughs) 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 He made it out of there alive. And I was so hype. Of course, Arthur with the gas and just the brutality in the execution of Laura was something I'll never forget. Let me just put it out there again, just off the back of my Isaiah comment, like Jeremiah has been in a fucking OG since the beginning. I was so confused when Arthur walks up at the beginning of this string of scenes and he says, Oh, where's Jeremiah? Like just playing the dummy. Say, yeah, he says it yeah. to the preacher, where's Jeremiah? Knowing this whole thing's going to happen. And Jeremiah, you know, like what we know about him is he's a preacher. He's loyal to the Peaky Blinders, never wavers. And he was in the French war with them. So that bond is more than brotherhood. And that finally like paid off more than I could have 
ever imagined that the Reuters would take. And it just worked out like Jesus. I'm I'm freaking have chills right now. Look at my gun. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Jeremiah and Isaiah, that's the best Isaiah. father-son Isaiah. Yeah. That's the best father-son combo in the show. Easy. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And the the symbolism to when they say where is he? And they say he's up in the sky with God or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was up watching over and he's the one who took out the sniper. Just freaking phenomenal. So good. Fuck there Laura. are two amazing quotes in this. And I'm just going to take the first one because I, I do like a little bit more. It's not sentimental. It's just Arthur being a savage. When Laura's like, oh, you're going to take us outside and shoot us like dogs. And Arthur's like, I don't shoot dogs. I shoot fucking fascists. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I was gassed up. I love that he gives her the little breaths of air in the gas mask just so we could see what her final last words were. And they were just bullshit about vengeance. And he just shoots her mid mid sentence. Well, what was your second quote? Well, the second one is that she goes, vengeance is for the Lord, shoots her in the middle of it, and he goes, not in small heath, it ain't. And I was yeah. like, oh, vengeance is oh for the God. people. Wind Winders, it up. bitch. Wind it up, baby. Wind it up. I will wind that up, too. Of course, man. To also add to when he is talking to Laura right before he executes her, I loved him using Polly's like full name and saying yeah. that, that she, he says she was my aunt Polly. And that's yep. just amazing. And there's pot like satisfying scene after satisfying scene. This is a six season payoff for like everybody, <laughs> man. Holy yeah. rest in peace, Paul. It's crazy. Fuck, watching this, this scene and then thinking, how could this episode get any better? And it just absolutely does. <laughs> it just Question gets of, better and better. What was the gas? Was it poison or was it supposed to be like knockout? I, gas? Man, I took it like mustard gas, but yeah. I don't okay. know That's what I took if that was right. I don't know. Okay. I have a question. What is mustard gas? It's a gas that's like mustard color. <laughs> Isn't, okay. Isn't it just okay. like a way more intense form of like pepper spray? And uh, no, I mean, it kills you. Feels like it a definitely kills you. Attachment. Does it kill you? Yeah. Okay, mustard gas. World War One was the first thing that hit, so that sounds about right. I mean, yeah, because he even says like, "Let's show them our relics or toys from I'm assuming yeah. some battle in the war that I'm. I guess they used mustard gas in. So that was nice. That is that fits the bill. That's yeah, so I cool. Mean, like this looks right. Yeah. yeah. At the end of this scene, Jeremiah and Arthur are sitting on the curb, and Arthur's like, you know, Charlie, like, go inside. We're still in France out here. Yeah. Amazing. I was not expecting at all doing a little bit of a rewind here when they open the door for it to be Charlie sitting mm. there. Like I just thought Arthur was just going to pop him as soon as they open the door. Yeah. But yeah. then you can tell like the, sh- the hats down. I was like, oh, my. I, at first I thought it was just like a dummy, like a fake thing to, to, to fake him out. <laughs> Made of and hay. then he lifts his head. <laughs> yeah, like a scarecrow. And then he lifts his hat. And I was like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. What a great, great scene. This whole thing. It was like a classic spy movie where it's they're looking at Charlie and it's like, whoa. And then Arthur cocks his gun. So everyone turns their head to Arthur with the gun cock. And then they turn back to Charlie and Charlie's got his gun cock. I was thinking, is this phone ringing Tommy calling to be like, I know, man, I freaking know. Get me started on the phone ringing bullshit. (laughs) I thought we were done with that. What was the purpose, though, of during the shootout having that little girl come in and then just that was just people away. that live there the stay other, out of the fog dave the peaky blinders will get you who of us all said arthur was going to die this episode i have oh, right. i have all the board stuff down we're going to go over at the end of this okay episode i definitely did i did too yeah all right let's get it let's go back to all our right. uh, french territory over here in canada where 
Mikey Stash is prepping for the kill that he thinks he's got it all planned out. We're back in the bar. Dave was totally wrong about paying off the bartender that sum of money and making him a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) The Patreon, the patron was there. Right. Yeah, Patreon, one, baby. Yeah, I said Patreon. Follow Town <laughs> <Pinchown> TV. <laughs> Five dollars a month, guys. We really appreciate it. But I'm I'm happy he was there because there's a good yeah. good moment. I'm skipping ahead when Tommy comes back into the bar and then he drinks the whiskey. He looks at him and gives yeah. him the nod like I'm fucking yeah. drinking your whiskey, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. So um, good. I love the symbolism between how all season Lizzie had been calling Tommy a ticking time bomb. And that was how Michael had planned to have him go out. So I thought the parallels between that was pretty deep and had to be fooled for a brief second. When that bomb went off, I was like, damn, did not expect that to happen. Too much time was left in the episode. But hold on. I have something here off of what you just reminded me of something. Michael says that Polly knows that Tommy will not die to a bullet. right? Right. And then we also get it at some point in this bucket that Polly gets brought up again about someone in the family is going to die. There's going to be a war. Someone's going to die. She doesn't know. And I know we mentioned it last episode uh, when we, ha- when Michael had that vision, maybe it was a flashback to the room with Gina and Polly and, and she knew right away. So I don't think so. Polly truly did not know who was going to be the one to kill the other. Right. Right. Did, man. I thought she well, did. That's I what you just so- said. Oh, you're saying you, you did previously. Yeah. I thought yeah, yeah, okay. when I, we were talking about this last episode, I thought she just didn't have the, the cojones to tell Michael that he's yeah. dead as a brick. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. But I think it's better that she didn't know because now we can't retroactively change what we thought about Polly of what side she would have picked. Cause she truly just didn't and know. So will Tommy have a gangster's <laughs> death in the end of the movie? If so when you die by a bullet, then how else? And he doesn't have TB. What are the other options? Yeah. But at, just at that point, we don't No, no, no. At that point, we don't know that he doesn't have TB. We still think he has it at that point. He tells yeah, Alfie he's theorizing so, about the future of the movie. Oh, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. did you guys think that when they said that line that it would be the TV that kills him still since that's the trajectory yeah. we were on? Yeah. Yes. But now looking back at it, do you think those words are still going to hold up? So you think Tommy will still not die from a bullet? If by the he, end of the movie, I think they need to hold up and it's bad yeah, writing if I it agree. doesn't hold up. Then I was hinting Kyle's... at that, that the movie has the possibility to mess things up by doing things like that and breaking some of the writing. Cause why not? That that's a great line for Polly to know that ending for him will not be bullets. That makes right. it a lot better. Kyle, they come I... in hot at the start of the movie. Tommy, you got lung cancer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd be like, well, thank you. A little bit of realism. Finally. Yeah. But um, I feel like, such a fool now for thinking that Tommy was actually going to kill himself at the end because he would have shot himself with a bullet and Tommy Shelby was not going to uh, die by the bullet. Yeah. I, feel well, I actually wasn't now. thinking about that at all. <laughs> I was not either. I totally was thinking the Alpha yeah. Solomon Street. You sure he wouldn't have just smash his head with the pistol? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, or like, what if it happened like uh, the fucking the homeless people episode of South Park when that guy tries to kill himself, but he shoots oh himself my like God, nine bro. times? We just watched this too. Yeah, I was fucking crying episode. at that scene. <laughs> Shoots himself in the directly in the head, doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is Tommy going to be a savage and burn himself alive in this wagon? Like, geez. I mean, he had the gun. I can't tell you, and we'll get to it, but I can't tell you what was going through my head at that point because I really didn't think they were just going to have a situation where he's standing there and then you hear like the gunshot and he's dead. 
So I was like, what can happen? What is going to happen? Put a but pin we'll in it. There. We're going to break that yeah, open. We'll again, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I have but some thoughts on that. It sounds like he's lucky he didn't die in this fucking plane because that thing. Oh, yeah, right. Not a passenger plane. That was like an army plane. I was getting nervous watching that scene. Going through a major storm. That's like that one crazy. of those things in a cartoon you see where part of the wings are flying off the engine, yeah. you know, one engine's falling off. It's just duct taped together. That's what I felt like he was in. But he gets there safely, man. And we are now we know Tom uh, Johnny Dogs was waiting in the wings, waiting for <laughs> us all to go down. And Tommy walks right into the bar, doesn't even like make eye contact with Michael, grabs the whiskey, shogs it, lights the cig. I had no idea how this was going to end. I really did not think Michael was going to die. And I knew Tommy was not going to die. None of us thought Michael was going to die, right? None of us. We all pegged him as the movie villain. No one had right. Michael. I don't think anyone said Michael's dying. So that's what even made this scene more badass to me was the fact that none of us had seen this coming. And it was so incredibly done. Kyle's boy, of course, probably the MVP of the episode because of that one move. Peaky Blinders lives to tell another tale because of Johnny Dogs. So. Johnny Dogs, baby. Credit where credit is due, Kyle. Your boy came in clutch. There's when I texted you guys, all caps, let's go. <laughs> it was That's when I watched really- that scene. Yeah, when he comes out, he's like, I switched the ticket, like you said, Tom. I was like, <laughs> fucking right, you did, Johnny. <laughs> and right in that scene, too, I, I don't know why the quote hit me differently, but he, he looks at Michael, knows what happened. He's like, please tell me I did something good here. And then he, no one says any words, and he just looks and he's like, goodbye, Michael. And then he says, goodbye, Johnny. And then and he Tom- says, you're a good man. Yes, 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 yes. He says that. Because he is a good man. That's when Tommy turns to him. He goes, speak to me, Michael. Speak to me. And I, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is about to happen? Dude, seeing the hole in Michael's face. Right through the eye. Yeah, Tommy right doesn't miss, As it bro. happens, it was so wild. I couldn't believe it. Like I said, at the end of the Arthur scene, I was like, how is this episode going to get any better? And that was the pinnacle of Peaky Blinders that moment literally was the best moment for me in Peaky Blinders almost well I'm just going to solidify it was the best moment <laughs> I should say almost I'm just going to say it I just was man again they would just shot it so well we get it the explosion from Michael's perspective he's smoking the cig and the music is just getting louder and louder and more like anxiety inducing and I was like genuinely worried because in my head it's like He's literally sitting in the car. We saw them put the bomb in the car. They're all checking their watches. It almost feels impossible for him to get out of this. How is he going to get out of it? And naturally, the, naturally, Swiss, Ar- the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Dave watched me watch this. I was saying out loud, I was like, Tommy's walking the fuck back into. I thought he was going to walk back into the bar behind that Michael. Was, yeah, and that's it what was going to be like that. I said, yep, I was yep, like, there's yep. no way he's dead. So I came up and he was watching the garrison scene. So I was like, OK, I got to watch this. I was editing episode five. And then it transitions to Michael in the bar. I'm gotta watch gotta this. Gotta watch this. <laughs> but yeah, and there's also two good lines here right after the Johnny and the Johnny dogs and the Michael back and forth is when Michael does start talking to Tommy as, as the last things he's about to say. And Tommy says two amazing things here. The first is he says, Polly was half of me. And mm-hmm. I, that will never not be amazing to me. She was the yep. crutch that was solidified at the beginning of the season. And then after he shoots her in, him in the head, he says, I have no fucking limitations. Just so goddamn yeah. good, man. Very quick question. Was that scene in the trailer? I don't remember I don't the trailer, that I have no to be completely limit- okay. honest. 
I'm just trying to remember because that I feel like that was a big line like leading up to the season of like I he says that he says that to, to Michael earlier in the prison scene okay, as so, well. Yeah. I think there that's from that's the the, the scene. But and it, the it other makes sense, yeah, because Michael yeah. was saying you got to know your limitations, and he's like, I have no yeah. fucking limitations. Him saying, you know, Polly visits me in my dreams, and she won't anymore, and then boom, ah. So then nothing else important happens in uh, the French territory, right? Like no one shows up. (laughs) Yeah, Dave's uncle. Who else but my uncle, Alfie Solomons. (laughs) Davey Solomons. I am the nephew, Davey Solomons. Yeah. Uncle Alfie shows up. (laughs) Dude, I was. Come into this situation. This was another. Jesus, give me it all. Find that shit off, baby. Come on. I'm doing it, but you can't tell because the green screen. (laughs) Dude, I was like, this happened, and I just started cracking up because I was laughing partially because. Alfie's the goat, and because He's so good, we didn't mention this at all. We spoke we so much yeah, in episode what, like two maybe, about like, oh, he's gonna betray him at the end, but is Alfie yeah. gonna be alive and what's up? And then we never mentioned in episode five what's gonna happen with Alfie next episode. I'm so disappointed in our in us for doing that because yeah. that was a board prediction that I'm gonna bring up at the end. And yeah, how the fuck did we not even think that it was on the table that he was gonna go? with Alfie and setting him up with the with the Boston population of the Jewish people like that was so right there for us and we fucking missed it yeah it feels so obvious in hindsight yes we're, we're closing 100% we're shutting the lights down on this podcast we can't <laughs> no not till after House of the Dragon we no. needed actual proof that we don't watch ahead to have good theories <laughs> yeah right right there yeah if you want to say true. that me calling fake diagnosis is bullshit I, I would have been like all right listen Michael dies Alfie comes back. <laughs> yeah, we literally forgot Alfie. Spins a piece of shit. <laughs> I remember before this season started, we were talking about our top five favorite characters. And I initially left Alfie off of my list. Yeah. For Ada. And then Jimmy convinced me to put Alfie on. And throughout the season, I was like, you know what? Ada really deserved that spot. Like, I shouldn't have went back on my word. And then he walks in on this scene, and it's just Tom Hardy being amazing Alfie Solomons. Oh, Solomons. And I was like, God damn it. He's the best. I'm I have him as number two, and I think you did too, right, Luke? I think so, yeah. Under Tommy. Yeah. I just don't know how we didn't see that, because when <laughs> he's just sitting there alone in the bar, I'm like, this is as depressing of a scene as you could pretty much get, is what I'm expecting. And then you have Alfie Solomon's cracking jokes, just bragging about it, him taking over Nelson's Boston shenanigans. It's just incredible. It was I was not expecting some comedic relief right off the bat. You want to know how bad it is? Okay, not only did we not say it, you know, leading up, but I didn't even guess he was going to walk in when or they say when Michael and his group comes in that there's a guest, right? They say you can have any room, but there's oh, one guest. Wow, wow. And I specific, but I in my head was like. Tommy sitting there by himself. I was like, who's the guest? And then I go, oh, it must have been Johnny Dogs. Like, yeah, I just, go. And then Alfie walks in and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I wow, can't believe really we missed that. So he has his swagger back. He's got his clout back. He's married oh, recently. Oh, man. He says, like, I, I now own half of Boston, which is so sweet. Like, he is going to definitely be a big part of the movie because yep. Jack's alive. Boston's going to be super important. So let's get freaking Tom Hardy in that movie. Get that be movie star in, baby. But I love the fucking line he says to Tommy when Tommy's like starting to say, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like he's, he's reflecting on everything that's basically happening. He says, 
I don't have the exact quote, but it was something to the degree of mate. If you're about to say something emotionally profound, you should save for somebody that gives a fuck. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. he's like we're much, somebody yeah. you paid. So goddamn yeah. good, man. His best he friend just, is Tommy's best friend. He needs to be there in his time yeah. of need. And how but, about when he was guessing what Tommy, why Tommy was going to die? He's like, well, you got the clap? Yeah, the clap line was so good. Tommy's answer is great, too. He's like, yeah. nothing that honorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, Tommy, so, see all right, Thomas. God, he that was finds so out, good. That scene. Like Tommy tells him that he's sick and dying, and like the, that's the most Alfie and Tommy way for that information to get past. Yep, like yep, ever. Yep. The one quote, especially from Alfie, I just want to shout out that made me laugh out loud as he just walks to the window, sees Michael, and just goes, "Look at that little cunt ascending." <laughs> I could smell burn Irish bastards outside. <laughs> Dude, there's just oh nothing better. Than oh, my gosh. Scene, that is so good. no way that the writers know, knew how much gold they struck in season two when they made Sabini and Solomon's the main antagonist. Yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. That the changed everything. Like, Tom Hardy I, is the Mount goat. Rushmore. Mount I would, yeah, I would love to know how much of that he ad-libs. Because we know from talking to a lot of the stars of some of the shows that we interview that some shows allow it. Yeah. Some shows are like, here's the the script and you read it right off the script. It would be amazing if this is ad-libbed. Even if it's not, everything that he does with his body language and even like the oh, subtle yeah. things, like his eye contact, like how he moves his eyes when he says things, how he positions his body, that alone has to, I mean, you don't tell someone how to stand. So like that alone is top tier acting prowess but i guarantee he, he improv some of that stuff when he's just just saying random crazy shit and let's just think about this here tommy knows he's dying or he thinks he's dying and he didn't tell one person in the world except alfie except his best friend yeah of course. I that's crazy that. that's that's so good it's so good man fuck i just i i'm almost running i want to keep saying how good this scene is but i'm just running out of words <laughs> you know those uh best friend forever rings and spongebob yeah. like, it should be like alfie and tommy in there and they should yeah. have one they best both wear rings forever. man Ring. yeah. these three scenes i'm including the shelby manor scene like the shelby manor scene the Kyle garrison scene it. and then the garrison yeah the michael's death scene is what prompted me i texted our podcast chat i was like you got brian and paul clear whatever it is that you're fucking clear your schedule dude because this is <laughs> you should just prioritize watching this show because what the fuck is better than this like it's so yeah. there's there's nothing that's that oh god it's so I goddamn love good. that they just stuck the landing it's so rare to find it really show. is and, and that's why it's tough to know that mm -hmm. the movie's coming when yes we want more material and content so badly but they nailed it. I have the utmost faith in them for ending the movie properly. Yeah. Just with how much we were able to just get wrong in our predictions and how they're still able to just give us these twists, the movie is just mm -hmm. going to be incredible. And it sounds like we're reflecting on this whole series right now. And that's because this <laughs> yep. is the total climax. Like everything right. after this is just like, is just like it's the, the final act. Yeah. That yeah. was just ugh, like, I feel like I'm out final of act the like, opera. Holy shit. Like that was just. God, that was so that was so it. good for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was great for me too. Me too. Me oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll transition to the next scene by just saying Kyle was right. 
Tommy Shelby. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Clap, 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 Kyle. <laughs> yes. It yes, happened and yes. I just was like, no way. It Dude, was, he, and that's why I thought it was the end of the season, too. And I was like, no way. And let me let me like intro it. Left. And then you jump back in right away, Kyle. So we are going to move into our final two buckets going to be split by the, the time skip of the one month. So everything before when Tommy thinks he's saying his final goodbyes to everybody that's left in the family, all the survivors. But yes, it does start with the crazy TNT explosion of the Shelby Manor. It just felt like that Lizzie quote was so isolated in that yeah. moment that I was just like, I just kind of latched onto it and was like, they're going to fucking do that. Like mm-hmm. Tommy is going kind of off the deep end. At this point, we know that he's sick. Like it's just like, I was, I just had a feeling. I was like, they're going to blow that bitch up. I love the fact that it ends up being he does it, but it's for like they're gonna build housing. Like, right, that's right, right, absolutely right. Absolutely perfect. And he does it the exact way of like lighting the cig as he walks away. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I literally called that. Let <laughs> me just say that if you are not somebody that lives super close to the Shelby's, I would totally be down to have Tommy be my local politician. He says like I'm a I'm one of those rare politicians that follows through with what I need to get done, and he and he does yeah. he he does a lot. He builds. All these freaking apartments for you know cheap affordable housing. He gets rid of the opium in Chinatown so he can do bigger, better things. You know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was there because of him. But also, <laughs> like the Peaky Blinders are savages, but they're really only savages to people that are also in the game. Like they're not True. walking around just like Mert in that in the scene with the garrison in the Arthur shootout. The Blinders would never look at that little kid that just like walked in front of them and just shoot him to get him out of the way. Like they're not like, yeah. I mean, they are evil motherfuckers, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm just gassing them up because I, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Just don't gamble and don't go to the Blinders to gamble because they're fixed. Then you know you're yeah, going to lose. Yeah. Definitely don't run up a tab with them if you're yeah. a, a policeman. So yeah. Let's, right. Let's talk about this gypsy camp dinner site because i love the aesthetic in the background it looked sweet it's like back to the roots tommy no longer has his house so he's like moving away from the shelby side going back to the lee side is he he's not a gypsy no he's not lee just his gypsy side last name over there shelby is isn't shelby the dad was gypsy oh it was the mom yeah yeah it was the mom um no i don't remember what was whatever it is the gypsy side it's just it's just a cool aesthetic and he goes around and kind of Shakes his hand, final hands with Curly and Uncle Charlie. That was just amazing. I love that they gave Francis the couple lines yep. that she deserves because she's been just like Isaiah and Jeremiah, like just fucking an OG that yeah. has never wavered, really. Just holding it down the whole time. The reason he had to just go right to the handshakes is because he started to cough. And I think what he was trying to do was he didn't want to stick around. Okay, well, so I guess this is me still in the mindset that he has TB. But when I saw him cough, Which when, he he, when he coughed, yeah, when he coughed, though, he turns around, he coughs, and then he starts shaking everyone's hand to ditch. I thought he was trying to hold in like a coughing fit so people wouldn't kind of piece it together oh, that he was going to die. I thought he was that? crying. I yeah, thought he was so getting ready to cry. Yeah, because he was talking to he was talking to, to Charlie. Now, yeah. Now I see it's him crying. Damn, Eda, babe, you were Eda you were was... really into this sickness plotline, bro. All you had to do was listen to me. You would have been fine, dude. <laughs> but let's give Ada her due because she yeah. never ceased to kill it in every single scene she was in this season. I don't think there's been one scene that she was that she was in for the whole of season six that she wasn't. Say that, yeah, you're the you're the goat. Yeah. Another great quote. I love that he does the toast with. Like to family, 
Sometimes it is shelter from the, from the storm. Sometimes it is the storm itself. I feel like that really, that's almost an amazing summary of the show mm-hmm. of Peaky Blind, especially this, you know, seasons four through six, maybe five through six um, because of the Michael stuff, especially. But also, I mean, shout out to eight, of course. But naturally, shout out to Johnny Dogs because when he goes like to family, Johnny is the one that responds, "Family." <laughs> no, one, no one else like repeats the toast except for Johnny because Johnny's a writer. Yeah. yeah, he's a writer. I feel like everything that was said in this scene is so important. I do want to say everything, but yeah. Any other observation? I guess Jimmy. No, just Linda reading for Arthur the mm-hmm. note. I was for a second hoping that he wasn't gonna spill the beans. Even though he kind of did, you know, her reading that note is what made Ada go, what the heck is going on here? Emotional last scene with Tommy and the family telling them that he's just going away. Notable that Lizzie's not there, but Charles is. Very true. We don't know 100%. Yeah, we, we would just have to guess that he didn't still didn't tell her that he's sick. It's just that she doesn't want to be around him, but mm-hmm. she would allow Charles to be there because it's his son. Point. We miss you, Lizzie. But yeah, great, great scene. What did Tommy whisper in Duke's ear? Am I yeah, well, well no, we don't know. Okay. Inaudible. We Something don't know. No payoff there. You think it was about Finn? Probably. No, it was like, yo, bro, make sure you get a good salary for the movie. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to you gotta add 10 Finn. pounds of muscle for the movie, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, that would be general sick. or something like how Ooh. Charlie did earlier. I would want them to say that, though, not whisper it. I mean, we'll we'll get it. It'll be in the movie. It's it was done for a reason. They don't do things for no reason. So thank God we'll, we'll find out what well, well, the movie wouldn't even be anything about Duke. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the main character. <laughs> just like Ethel Stan, just like Duke and Ethel Stan. The, the yeah. Freaking- Oh my god, that's a squad right there. That is a squad. One thing I want to bring up, though, we we can move on to the time skip after. I love that Tommy basically looks at Ada and says, "If there's an opening in the in the, yes. the political House of Commons, you should run." Like, wink, she's wink. totally going to be a politician in the movie. Yes, and then what this end of the season made me think is there is going to be a time skip because now we're off that 12 to 18 month timeline so right. i will not be surprised at all if ada is a politician like when it starts but also i'm kind of starting to think that that note that linda reads about arthur it, it sounded just like a suicide note and would it yeah. be the most surprising thing in the world if he within that month killed himself and isn't in the movie maybe the movie starts with a fucking funeral for him or something like that i would hate that that would hate suck that, but, it, it's but let me you know yeah it is on the board because i i will say that if i'm tommy i would be on that horse and running back to arthur asap yes. yeah because he had to have called arthur in the scene where arthur finds out and tells him i know that you're dying tommy says when it's time i'll call you and you and Charlie and Curly. And does he say Johnny Dogs? I can't remember, but it, no, it's okay. So it's Charlie and Curly. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie and Curly. You go to the wagon. It'll be a wagon on fire. Pick up the, the gold and the jewelry and, and this and that. So he definitely called Arthur and said, today's the day. Mm-hmm. No, I thought the same thing. But that was talking about the guy that burns the wagon. No, 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 no. I'm uh, saying that uh, until oh, well, we're, we're, yeah, 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 Tommy's sure. getting ready to pull the trigger and then yeah. Ruby stops him. Yeah, so fair. if he's getting ready to pull the trigger, that means he told Arthur, yo, today's the day. It's going to happen. Come get the wagon. Here's where fair. I am. How would he do that, though? 
I don't know. And he didn't bring a cell phone with him. How does Tommy know, man? Tommy can do whatever he wants. How does Tommy? <laughs> he has no limitations. He has no limitations, back. bro. How does he even reintroduce himself back to the family? Like hey, he's like, I'm back, baby. It's, it's either it's either hey, I'm back, or hey, I thought I had tuberculosis. I was gonna kill myself, but now I'm well, back because I don't have it. Or that's so, a crazy combo. Yeah. So here's the thing: when Tommy makes the call. That's when Arthur's going to go to the wagon, but that's when Arthur's also going to say, yo, Tommy was sick and he's dead now. So if Tommy gets back fast enough, probably not. They would, could still think, all right, Tommy was on his little vacay because that was the whole thing about, all right, I'm going away for a little. And Ada's like, yo, how long are you going away? This is kind of weird. You're about to cry, bro. So they think he's kind of on vacay and it's up to Arthur to be like, guys, he's dead. Mm-hmm. so does Arthur go to the wagon first? Does Arthur go and just be like, everybody, he's dead? This is a huge storyline for the movie. He could be like Alfie. He could be thought to be dead, mm-hmm. and he could just come back whenever he wants. He could do whatever he wants as a ghost, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I had that thought, too, when he walks away from the doctor. like He's a ghost. He is. And going That's back awesome. to, to the politician talk, Luke, she's taking his spot. Right. That's what yes. he was trying to say. Like, was, if there's it an was opening, a wink. like if there's yeah, an opening, yeah, you should right, run because right. I'm going to be fucking dead. So, yeah. Right. All right. But if we're good there, we should just continue this through the time skip. I know we're already talking a little bit about it, but mm. did you guys have any other pre time skip things? Nope. The gypsy wagon. I'm assuming it's his dad's wagon that was brought up earlier this season. Just he has his whole shrine, which is epic because you see John's mm-hmm. picture. You see Grace's picture. Just a good setting for if he was to truly end his life, he takes off all his jewelry. He puts his watch down like he's about to just end it all. And he's he's saying his last goodbyes. And to me, what I took from the beginning of the scene was he every day he would wake up and flip yeah. that coin to decide, am I going to die today or not? And he finally flips the yes. And that's yep, when Ruby, yep. Ruby comes to him from the afterlife, from being sent from like Paul, if you want to take right. it like that or whatever you want to do, say. Yeah, I love how these fucking cheeky bastards try to make us think for a millisecond that he was dead, just laying <laughs> on the ground, and then they make yeah. the bird call, and he like wakes up. I was yeah, like, he's just tired. Absolutely just... felt for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, dude. Yeah. I thought mean, though that wouldn't have even match the timeline. I don't know, man. We don't know. He went to. He well, I guess he was on a plane. But like you're saying still, it was a good Canada dude. Back. It was a nice scenery. The music was nice. I'm like, oh, that'd be a peaceful place to just. I'm pass surprised yeah. he didn't try to kind of ride it out a little bit more because when we see him after the one month i'm like damn he looks pretty good right now. he looks all <laughs> right yeah he says in the bleak midwinter and then really yep. shows up baby i'm more than willing to admit that i totally thought that he was going to pull that trigger i was honestly fine with it i feel like we might have jimmy might have mentioned a little bit in the beginning or maybe it was luke and you guys both agreed that would have been actually a decent ending for me I feel like it's almost like not the anti Breaking Bad, but like I I would have liked the idea of him realizing that he's done a ton of bad things in his life and he sets his family up. He gets the contracts together and he he divvies out the land and all that kind of stuff. And then he realizes, you know, I mean, like I don't have the will to actually keep going on. So, like, you know, I'm going to choose Tommy Shelby chooses Mm -hmm. when Tommy Shelby dies. Right. right. Okay. With that concept. I would have been fine with that. And I would have been fine with the ending we got. Either of yeah. them would have been fine with me as the end of the series, and I would have walked away saying, fuck yeah, that wasn't yeah. Breaking Bad yeah, ripoff. The only thing looming over my head would have been Mosley and Jack. Yeah, but if this was truly the ending, Mosley and Jack probably would have had one more scene each. And I agree with you. Like If it oh, actually ended like, like this, was, yeah, okay, but yeah. if they if they knew they didn't have a movie, they would have probably added a scene or two more, and I would have been fine I'm with, with you, it. Yeah. 
I also would have been fine with us filling in the blanks of clearly the Allies win World War II, like Mosley doesn't work out. You it was know. real, and like you brought yeah, that up. Yeah, like I so. just, if that was the ending, I could have filled those blanks in. I would have missed seeing Mosley the actor because he's great. Right. But I would have still felt generally satisfied. That, Jack like, Tommy... might have needed another scene because he's fake. And yeah. maybe even Gina, like if they died somehow too, that would have been ah, even bro. better. I was... Dave's uncle is going to kick his ass in Boston. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was getting shit in the last episode for saying Jack was going to live. Everyone was like, oh, no, yeah. he has to die. We didn't even and see I, and him. And you guys dude. swayed me. I should have just stuck to my gut. <laughs> I was just <laughs> gone. I was, I was editing the podcast and I was like trying to cut out the part where I'm like, oh, maybe you guys are right. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, all right, I'll have to do it. <laughs> I, I love that. Mistakes. It is I Dave's fourth character he named as who would die so i know that was his last one he said yeah, yeah. last ditch effort i definitely was thinking something was gonna happen i had i told you earlier i was like is he gonna light this freaking wagon on fire like i was wondering what he was supposed to do about it burning if he was gonna shoot the gun like is was he gonna light it on fire then shoot the gun because he said it had to be burnt and that's the whole gypsy tradition and then i'm thinking about the movie and and how is he supposed to die here but then by the time I'm thinking about all that stuff, Ruby talks. So, <laughs> And she gives Tommy the little hint that he needed, or I guess the sign that he needed to go check out what was on the fire. And he sees the paper. It's Oswald's wedding. And you're right, Jimmy. They do actually write Hitler's name in it, which you're, yeah. they, they write. Yeah, Hitler. Was like, was I was surprised that Gina wasn't in the picture unless I missed her. She was. Or Jack, she right? Because wasn't, wasn't was Gina the, supposed to be at the I, wedding? Well, I don't think they want it open that they're a thing. Oh, that this, makes this, sense. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. There's no way Jack and his family members can be seen with that. Cause I mean, it was like a PR thing that Michael was in fucking jail for heroin. Right. Right. Totally. Right. Okay. Changed my mind already. Yeah. Let's get to it because Tommy notices the doctor and then that leads to our final scene. <laughs> Should have killed him. Jimmy, take it away, bro. What oh, were you thinking? What were you, what were you thinking Jimmy. when you saw the doctor Dude. in the fucking newspaper? So Ruby talks, right? And I'm thinking, what are they going to do here? Like, are we actually going to get that Tommy just says, screw it. I'm going to go back and just live out my life with my family and die. Right. The total opposite of what he said he wanted to do. But there is some merit to that because, you know, again, he's trying to change his ways. You know, he has always been his family man. Ruby coming to him as a family member, as a daughter, could have talked him into don't isolate yourself for once in your life actually go to your family and let them take care of you. Like, I would have been fine with that ending. Truly. Again, I keep thinking about the freaking movie, so that's a problem. Like, I hate that yeah, the movie exists. Yeah. The shooting in the head, fine. The ending we got, great. The ending that could have happened with him going back and letting everyone take care of him and him dying, I was good with that. That's what I was thinking. Then okay, all of a wow. sudden, she's saying, but you're not sick. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no way, dude. And <laughs> I knew you were right at that point, not even before the, the newspaper. I was like, damn, how the fuck yeah. did Jimmy know? I yeah, knew right so, away. I was like, he's not. He's not. So when she says you're not sick, I am so happy, though, that she didn't give him the answer. She just said, you're going to live. You need to live. You're healthy. You're not sick. That's it. Mm -hmm. Then he, you know, she says, go to the fire, whatever. But it's his self-conscious, like, talking to him. So I'm okay with that. I'm glad it wasn't, hey, this is a fake diagnosis, dad. Mm -hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. It was such a good way of doing it. I obviously wasn't going to guess that. And I still was technically wrong because I thought it was Churchill. Like, I still would like to talk only... about the fact that why Mosley did it. 
that way. We even said, oh, like it can't be Mosley. Like the, right, they would right. never do that. Yeah. I wish it so, was Churchill, though, because that would we don't really get too. much. We don't get any Churchill in this episode. But yeah, I mean, I, I was more along the lines of holy shit. I can't believe like I've thrown things against the wall a million times. And you guys can all attest to the fact that I'll throw things and I think it's fun. And you guys can say like the fun part is being like you're ridiculous or or oh, man, that's pretty cool. And when I hit, I'm like, holy shit, baby, let's go. And when I don't hit everyone, it's no pressure. So I just like to do it. And as long as the listeners don't care that we're throwing the stuff out there, and as long as you guys don't mind, I'm glad to do it. But you have those thoughts and you throw them out, man. This it's was just... an all-timer, Jace Fang. This yeah. is right <laughs> up there with your Carnival Row. Dog. Carnival was... Row, baby? Oh yeah. I was, I was like, All I could no think way. about was Carnival Row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to give Dave some context, because he didn't watch it, Jimmy basically guessed the ending of Carnival Row like halfway through the season. And it was yeah. just so fucking well thought out. It was similar to this, You're though. Like, I guessed the ending, but I was wrong in parts a couple, of it. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, a, you know, why? Still what do we take right. credit, man. Take you won. Yeah, what happens? But yeah, I mean. My mouth was on the floor for you, Jim. I was just <laughs> mo- blown away by the scene, of course. And then just you somehow, because I was on your side, not on your side completely. I liked where you were coming from in the fact that it would bring a satisfying end to the idea of what Tommy had with the TB. Because even as we were talking, you know, the timelines didn't match up. And so your idea was a good one. It just felt so far fetched. But yeah. now obviously with the hindsight, I can just be like, why it was so easy. It was so easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, I remember even saying if that's the way it is, they have such a tall task. Yeah. To make it okay and something that I like. And wow, it was like yeah. the way that they did the twist, not even independent of the fact that it was the Nazis and Mosley doing something like that. But the way like they like the realization, how it hits you with looking at the fucking newspaper picture. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> done so well. The burning newspaper picture in the fire on the day he's going to kill himself. What makes this theory being correct even better is that it totally cleans up how pissed I was starting to get my head after Kyle kind of broke down the timeline of when he would have gotten sick. And right, we right. literally today had a conversation with Kathleen yeah. about this. And she she doesn't know yet. Like, I don't right. think no, she, she, she is current, she's, she's currently, currently watching. Yes. Because yes, yes, yeah. really, she was yeah. also trying to rationalize how Tommy got sick from Ruby. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But now it fucking does. And I said the x-ray thing. Like, oh, yes, that's exactly the, the second opinion. That's exactly yeah, what second it was. Yeah. I'm happy that the writers didn't just skip over the fact that you're going to x-ray him from his chest down and they just put the head in there. That yeah. is so much better. And also, on the back of that, the whole second opinion thing gets cleaned up because we were saying, what if he got a second opinion? That's right, right. that theory. We're kind of talking about this ending here when he does confront the doctor. He says, like, I went there. Oh, she was he also to- at the wedding. She's the maid of yeah. honor. Yes. Yeah. All of Diana's this, maid of honor. <laughs> this theory yeah. made the entire season better. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was literally great. The, the one gripe. I mean, I don't know if we want to actually talk about, I mean, we will talk about what Tommy, how he handles the ending, but I just, the one gripe I have is that he just happened to be camping. I was just going to say that the mm-hmm. doctor's land. I thought, I mean, maybe I can see it that like, he knows the doctor. He knows he has a lot of land that could lead into like Arthur would know where he might be. 
because that's a place they might know. But that felt a little, that's horribly convenient, isn't it? Yeah. It could have been like a teleporting situation too. Maybe he was pretty far away and just knew where he lived and just decided no, well, to the, travel there. The doctor's groundskeepers who burned. Oh, you're right, 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 right. So, the only yeah, thing was, I could that, think that of. That was a gripe with me too, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. The only thing I could think of was like, what if he was thinking, what if I change my mind and I want to be near the doctor if I start getting sick and I don't actually have it in me to end it? Yeah. Otherwise, I agree. So let's talk about what did you guys think was going to happen after Tommy does blindside him and has this whole realization and just like final, like I'm changed now because of some of the things that doctor was saying. And it was just like a good ending. There was a couple really good quotes here. Cause the, the one thing that he says is the only person that could ever kill Thomas Shelby is Thomas Shelby himself. That's what you guys were thinking. Right? Yeah. I'll, I'll wind that up. I'll wind that quote up. Hell yeah. Hold up. I <laughs> can't see it. <laughs> right in front of the mic, I... Jimmy. <laughs> that's a wrist wine right yeah there. now i'm giving the, the up, Elliot, dude. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. so of course it's poetic that he doesn't kill him and it's a representation of how he is changed but of course as a diehard peaky blinders fan i wanted him to pull that trigger oh yeah out of the guy's brains he deserved it i mean he was a nobody and he's messing with tommy shelby of all people and who gives a fuck about Oswald Mosley when you're staring this man in the face, you know? And yeah, he's I also really, a fascist. I, I mean, he's... really wanted him to pull the trigger, especially and because he's a fascist. Yes. And it's, it would just send a signal to Mosley like, OK, whatever we were officially done. And he didn't pull the trigger. So I respect him, of course, for that. But well, Dave, I don't know if you knew this, but the writers actually came to me and asked what the, what the real ending should be. And when he says, <laughs> Oh, but I'm back, Tommy pulls the trigger and then red right hand plays. Hashtag, <laughs> yeah. hashtag release the, the loot cut, bro. Yeah, yeah, release serious. the loot cut, baby. Release Riz, that loot cut. That's the real ending. Yeah, I, I would agree. And especially because now, that you guys said the thing about like Tommy's a ghost. He's yeah. not really a ghost now because that man is clearly high connected. He knows that Tommy's yep. alive and knows the secret. So I feel like yeah. he should have silenced him there. That would have been, in my opinion, a better ending. And yes. Plus now the guy's going to go rat to Mosley immediately and tell yeah. him that Tommy's alive. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I like the concept that it's another way that we're seeing how intertwined the English aristocracy is with fascism. He's some doctor. He's obviously has a ton of land. He's close with Mosley. Same thing with Diana. She's English aristocracy and they're fascists. That's all cool. But yeah, I'm just not in love with the idea that because Tommy, I feel like should have like he, he just killed Michael. Like he's yeah. going to shoot Michael, but not shoot this guy. Like what? It just felt like this guy should have died. Even if it's the whole angle of Tommy's changing and he's a good guy now, like just let the good guy thing be the, the housing. Like he yes. can yeah, still house right. people, exactly. not, it's like, not kill fascists. <laughs> like that's not a good Yeah. Thing. It's like Arthur where he says he's religious and he's a good guy, but he's still Arthur killing everybody. Somehow <laughs> he's okay with it. I would have bet all the money I had in the world that the doctor was going to give that speech saying like, you don't have it in you, you holding that gun. You're not the same guy who's going to pull the trigger. I was like, boom, dead. Like that was it. Like I thought it was just like the line 
with the lady from the IRA to Arthur. I just yeah. thought it was going to be, don't even finish your sentence, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Me too, but there are pros and cons for both yeah. of them. Yeah, definitely. And that's as much as I really want to get into it because I don't, I probably prefer the Luke cut, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Luke cut. the Schmitter cut right now. But let's bring I it up. And I don't know if this was supposed to be obvious or not, but at the very, very end, when Tommy does go back to the wagon before he fade to black, was that Ruby's horse? The horse was there the whole time. But in was the that Ruby's horse? No. I thought so. Well, Charlie, hor- I, I thought, thought it was Ruby's, Ruby's horse that, that she said to Charlie, or that he said to Charlie is yours now that will forget Ruby. Like, I thought it was the same one, but I don't know if it's a I big deal or anything. Ruby's but- horse was white. It that was one- white. It, it was, was white. white. Was yeah. the horse in that one? I thought the horse in that was brown. No, the one at the end was white. That's why oh, was it? I thought it was possible that it could have been Ruby's. You know what, Jimmy? I like that you made that quote right there because I feel like that's a nice connection to the hallucination is that like Tommy was with the horse. So maybe like that has helped Ruby find Tommy because right, 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 Ruby right, and the right. Horse okay. Had a connection. The horse didn't forget Ruby. So Ruby found Tommy that All way. All right. I like that. I like that. It's a little poetic. <sighs> Boys, that's fucking it, man. Yeah. Oh, End crazy. Of the Peaky Blinders Ooh. show. Dude, yeah. I just. Kingdom, so many good boys, shows recovering. Oh, Last oh Kingdom. God. But Last just, Kingdom is our most listened to podcast, I think, of all time. Sorry. It's up we're there. On a peak, I, yeah, we're on that a or Wheel of time, time, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, what's that? Haunting. The Haunting. Oh, series. Haunting has been. Yeah, Haunting. Yeah. People love Haunting. I haven't haunting. started promoting this one that's not edited yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. But I mean, it's just hard to say enough good things about this episode. We mentioned the one, I guess, maybe two nitpicks we have, mm-hmm. which I mean, if it's the ending of the series, it's pretty much impossible for it to be perfect. And to do everything you'd wanted to do. So from my money, off the top of my head, I can't think of a finale that has made me feel this way. I feel like I'm more I'm comfortable saying that I this might not be a that much of a hot take, but I'd much prefer rewatching Peaky Blinders than I would Game of Thrones, I think. Oh, okay. that could be a hot take. I've said this a million times. I think my top two shows of all time are Dark, then Game of Thrones, and then it's a gap and everything else. But I think the mm-hmm. gap tier two is for me was the boys Peaky Blinders and Last Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that I this episode put yeah. it over Last Kingdom. I'm not gonna lie. And yes, but there's there's was... still room for change for both of them. You got any reasons he buys it? No, but seriously though, I, I could see that hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I do yeah. think the boys is now fighting with this mm. though. Like the boys, I haven't seen I haven't, any of this season yet. And yeah, I'm a podcaster. Well, this fucking season is phenomenal. Yeah, like, it's really totally like the season six. Yeah, it's just tier like one show, I'm, man. I was just going to say, let me ask you guys one question. We talked about some of the nitpicks. Is it a nitpick or does it matter to you guys at all that we didn't see Jack this episode? Honestly, I didn't no. even realize that he wasn't in the episode until I watched it a second time. No, okay. okay. I'm only saying no because in the last the pod, I, I was saying I would like to see more of Jack. I wouldn't like him. It's kind of confusing because we didn't, <laughs> the see, him. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't see him at all this episode, but we'll now have an entire movie based yes. around yeah, him. And right. so I'm, I'm personally happy with not seeing him here just because I think this handles all of Tommy's internal conflicts that he's been having, and now we can finally face the external opponent full on without it's- any... Yes, it's going to be Jack, Gina, Oswald, and Alfie as the big non-Shelby characters in the movie, and I'm totally fine with that. I think Alfie, what'd you say? Non-Shelby. I said non-Shelby characters. (laughs) I think Alfie is what solidified 100% that Jack and Gina are going to be the main conflict. And then maybe maybe it turns into Oswald slash Hitler, but that's also fine with me because I wanted more Oswald, Diana. 
And that's yeah. that's they're alive. We're gonna definitely see them in the movie. So and now Tommy knows that Oswald had this whole plot to have him kill himself. Like he's totally gonna be number one on the list if Jack's number two. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Love Is it. Is it Jack or who who's higher on his hit list now, do you think? It's got to be, I think, Mosley. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Mosley. I feel like Jack is going to be, I can envision like a nice little Tommy and Alfie tag team. I mean, Alfie, to state the obvious, is Jewish. I could see them with a little tag team against the the enemy fascists. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alfie taking down or taking on Jack a lot more than, because Jack really has no connection to Michael. Does Jack really give a fuck that that Tommy killed Michael? No, no. I'm thinking, I'm like picturing kind of like luffy zoro like luffy's going to be taking on kaido and that'll be tommy taking oswald (laughs) i just love that idea in my head yeah zoro being alfie taking on jack primarily (laughs) yeah i think i'm laughing i don't even know yeah ever to compare tommy shelby to monkey d luffy (laughs) (laughs) i'll take it i'll rub that shit with pride i love it couple house cleaning things we got to do before we can get sign off here for the last time i want everybody's maybe i don't know how much you guys have thought about it but ranking of what this how this season ranks against the other ones where you put season five Mm. relative to the rest and then after that i'll go through quickly about what we had on the board after each of our last episodes to see how smart or dumb we all are I can start and just say that going into to qualify the statement that I had made earlier, agreeing with our friend Alki of saying that this season was, I don't remember the exact words I said, but it was lagging behind maybe. I just more meant that it was more of a tier two season than a tier tier one. A tier one is like a season four. Like season four kind of deserves its own perch. Maybe season two probably flirts with it. But now season six firmly tier one. Yeah. I would say because of the finale mm-hmm. and we have already seen season four and every, I want to say it's the best season now. It's yeah. hard to argue when the, the finale exists that it's not tier one. It's so hard because I've Bye. never watched Peaky this way. I'm used to binging it and, ha- and having the entire season watched so quickly where I could look at as look at it as an entire season. Mm-hmm. And this way we're doing pot or, watch pod watch pod watch pod where it's a different way of watching it and i didn't get to do the nitpick of the prior seasons but yeah i agree with kyle in the way where i don't think it was lagging i think that now that this finale landed like it did probably the best episode of the entire show facts tier one season like i don't know the season's good enough like i I agree tier one is season four and season two and but I don't even know what I would say about season one, season three, like things like that. But all I want to say is that, yeah, this season is still tier one. Good shit. Yeah. After hearing all that, I think I would put it at the, it would still be in my tier one, tier S, whatever you want to call it. I think I would still put either a season two or season four ahead of it. And it's like we talk about, it felt like obviously it was the best episode of Peaky Blinders. We're all in, in that agreement that the, it's not going to carry this entire season into being my favorite season i still think two and four are gonna be my favorites but this would be the tail end of that tier one for me and then it would be like season one maybe season three yeah let's fucking just put a bow on it because i completely agree with all of you i think there's two tiers of this show all of them are phenomenal pound for pound peaky blind is one of the best shows of all time Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i don't think any season's weak but i do have it into two tiers and i'm surprised that you guys all have the same thoughts as me. I have it as two, six, four. 
as my first in okay. my first tier. Like I thought season yeah. two is the best because Alfie gets the most screen time. He's the second best character. I thought that it was still small enough in the world where like Sabini Sabine's. and Solomon's were like great. But like I totally think that this finale makes season six jump. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, Adrian Brody might be my favorite non-Alfie Tommy character yeah. in this entire show. And Agreed. I think he was Luca Cangreta was absolutely amazing. I did not think season six even had a shot to jump it, but the finale. The Ada episode, like Ada was an absolute all-star this season and Oswald, it was just great. And, you know, five, three, one is how I have the tier two ranked in that ordering. But I love all of those seasons as well. There's nothing, there's nothing to complain about. I just think that this season is, I'm surprised that Alki and you had that conversation. It's just what I was getting at because I just yeah. love this. Season. Well, I think it was, it's more that, and we, me and Alki and I even agreed on the comment that I had made in episode five, our episode five episode in that episode five made me look back on like one through four and realize that like we had really gotten away a little bit of like that classic Peaky Blinders formula almost of like what made season four so great, season two so great, gangster, violence, scheming, plotting, planning. And I know, Luke, you like the politics a lot. I also enjoyed the politics, but like watching episode five was like, damn, okay, we're really like, this is a Peaky Blinders episode. So yeah, like, same thing. I'm on the same page as you, Kyle. When we were all in agreement that Tommy Shelby came back, I was like, this is yeah. Peaky Blinders shit that I live for. And to me, it's five and six carry so much of the weight of season six that it's just so hard to rank it because of the recency bias. And again, yeah. because of how good these two episodes yeah. were three was also episode three was phenomenal as yeah well, i will say when we had this conversation i think dave asked it at the end of our episode three coverage you said like what's everybody's favorite episode i loved three because of ada she was amazing but two was also phenomenal alfie was in it like two was still good so i think i think upon a rewatch i think you'll all agree that it'll hold up better yeah and And, and i I wasn't by any means not enjoying it we were we were talking throughout that they were good episodes it's just it felt like it was in like it wasn't really hitting that level that four and two had hit throughout the entire seasons Mm -hmm. yeah and ended with a bang i mean it was i mean maybe recency bias that I'm yeah. going to say it's the best season, but I just, man, the finale wrapped everything up so well. It makes the other episodes so much better, too, even thinking back at them. That's why I'm saying the rewatch is going to clean up with all knowing TB was fake the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I already loved it on the first time through that I know I'm going to. That's the reason I'm so willing to put it at number two, because I loved it yeah. so Fair. much knowing yeah. these flaws. And then it's even better when it cleans up. And when it comes to ranking seasons for any show, there's something to be said about your mindset when you're watching a season three versus a last season of a show. Because a season three or four or two, whatever, you're looking for that season's plot points to be resolved and the journey to be great. Now, when you're watching a finale of any show, a series finale season, you're hoping that the entire show is summed up while the season is also great, you can say like when when a show is so good, that's why a lot don't stick the landing because you're saying whatever it is, Game of Thrones, anything. Oh, my gosh, the show is so freaking good. Now, just stick the landing. All you have to do is resolve this show, mm-hmm. not resolve this season, resolve this show and we'll be happy. And it's tough to resolve an entire show and have a great season. It's just tough. Yeah. So they, they pulled it off, man. They did pause real quick. I'm going to go through 
my notes and just say what we had on the board at the end of every single episode. Super quick, just to see, you know, yeah, who got things right, who got things wrong. Then we could say our final thoughts and get out of here. So hold that thought. So the first thing I'll say is episode one did not have any put it on the board questions because it was too early. We're just kind of getting introduced to it. So by design, I didn't ask a question. And also I lost my episode four notes. So I didn't write down what was on the board, but I got the rest. <laughs> I got the All rest. Right. All right. So in episode two, the question I asked was, will Jack live this season? And with mm. the second part of, will Tommy fully betray Alfie? And yeah. all four of us said Jack was not making it out of the season. <laughs> and I was the only one that thought that Tommy was going to betray Alfie. So clap, clap, clap <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> turns out that was the plot point we forgot. And it turned out yeah. it's the most important thing. <laughs> That's so funny that we three of us predicted it correctly and then didn't, didn't even bring it, it up. Yeah. <laughs> like pre-finale. <laughs> yes, if anything, you guys are dumb. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so episode three is the one I lost. I don't even remember if I asked a question, but episode four, this is where I wanted everybody to give their predictions of how the movie was going to end. And now uh, you guys can comment on what you think, uh, how it's yeah. changed versus not. I'm already cringing. So, me and Jimmy had the same guess that we were going to say he was going to go out exactly Walter White style. Dave said that he was going to have a gypsy magic cure to cure the t TB because we all know Dave was believing TB. <laughs> Yo, actually, honestly, I would say you get half a point for that because there was some gypsy shit. Yeah, going right. On Ruby, that, Ruby that made him find him. the cure. Yeah. yeah. The cure. So Dave was saying that he was going to get the magical cure and then die a normal gangster death like to a bullet. Which I'm 1,000% taking back. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bullet Kyle, part, right? Yeah, the yeah. bullet part. Yeah, the bullet I don't know part. if you guys remember Kyle's answer here, but he says... Johnny Dog something. No. Still on the board. Is still that, on the board, Still baby. on the board. Still Kyle on the board. said that Tommy was going to get significantly sicker and then go out in a blaze of glory, but before dying... Johnny Dogs are gonna come in, sacrifice himself, then donate his brain stem to get him cured. Release yeah, that, the Kyle cut. <laughs> yeah. Release the Kyle cut, man. It's still on the board. Still, still on the board. Cured. Tommy That's could get lung cancer, part. and and Tom oh, okay. and Johnny could give him his lungs instead. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And then the last one I have is our most recent episode where we all predicted deaths here. So I said Arthur wrong, Billy correct, mm -hmm. Jack and Gina wrong, wrong. Kyle said Arthur wrong, Billy correct, Jack and Diana wrong, wrong. So and what was my wild okay. card? And Tommy, since it's it's a Johnny Dog spinoff movie, and then, <laughs> and also no, and then Shelby also Manor. Shelby Manor. Yeah, yeah right. And you, <laughs> you, you get a, you get a check for that, baby. Yeah, let's get it. Jimmy just had Arthur, Billy, Jack. So yeah. again, you know, we all Won, got right. Billy right. Yeah. And then Dave had Isaiah, Jack, Diana, Billy. So you get. Everything wrong with Billy. So basically, we all got Billy right, and then Kyle got yeah. the manor. Let's go. Other than that, we Kyle wins. Yeah, Kyle okay, I also guessed like eight things. But that's the beauty of Peaky Blinders, though, is that they just keep yeah. you guessing, and you just don't know who's on the chopping board am, and who's not. I'm just shocked, man, that the movie is not going to be advertised as this Tommy versus Michael showdown. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it after the finale, but man, dude, I mean, that was like after every episode, I was still convinced that that was going to be the movie. You can just see the UFC poster board of just yeah. Tommy and Michael. <laughs> just in it. So, yeah. Last thing I'll say, because this is directly related to that, is that I thought, I still do think this, that if the writers were to go back to season four, the Italian Adrian Brody season, and make that pivot when Michael lies to Tommy about the whole plan to kill him and instead tells him the truth. 
And then Michael does truly become his number two rides with the Peaky Blinders as hard as anybody. That would have been an almost equally amazing show because I was such yep. a Michael fan before yeah. he made that turn. RIP, but at the same time, you know, I'm not going to complain for what we got. I loved Michael from his introduction until that moment. And it's just a little sad thinking about how he did turn so evil. Maybe we he had some a, sweet uh, suits. Yeah. Maybe we get an animated what if Peaky Blind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the I love Luke it. cut, the Kyle cut, and that one. <laughs> and <laughs> what if animated what if with yeah. Killian Murphy and all them back That's as so voice funny. actors. I guess perfect. my my final thoughts on this season are twofold. Number one, this was a better Johnny Dog season than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah. MVP Even though I imagined episode. that he would give Tommy his own brainstem to, uh, <laughs> to save yeah. his life. <laughs> but number two is just R.I.P. Aunt Polly. Yeah, R.I.P. Aunt Polly. This season was everything I could have asked for. I'm so devastated that I won't be able to have any more of this. Like I came into the Peaky Blinders train pretty late. I think I started watching fresh at seasons five so i was told you know for a very long time to just crush peaky blinders it's one of the og shows that you could watch on netflix i watched a couple episodes maybe in college and you know i got hooked but i can't believe it's come to an end for now and this movie is just going to be the expectations are through the roof for this movie and i'm not even worried about it because i just know after seeing this season and how they were able to adapt after polly gray had passed away that I just know they're going to land it perfectly. And yeah, here we go. Peaky fucking blinders, baby. I think I summed up exactly what I wanted to say starting this episode. And that was this finish was so good that I don't need a movie. And I stand by that. I really don't need one. I'm happy we'll get one. And I agree with you, Dave. I trust them. I do think we'll get a sweet ass movie. We'll cover it on the pod and we'll have a great ass time. But it was so good that I didn't need any more. This was a beginning and close the book. I'm happy with it. It's cementing itself in the top. And my gosh, when we do another bracket or if we do a podcast talking about top five, top 10 shows, it's going to be freaking interesting because I'm very similar to you, Luke, except Breaking Bad slips in as number one for me. So with Dark and Game of Thrones moving down a little bit, then we're talking so many other shows and Peaky's just fighting them all. It's ah, uh, it's tough. Last and I think it, the boys. Yeah. And, like, and I do think Dave, that it was our drama bracket that got you to watch Peaky because we were talking about it and we didn't have enough people to fight for it because a lot of people hadn't seen <laughs> you know it what? yet. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. You know? I think that's exactly what it was. You binge the shit out of it. I yeah, remember I that. Yeah. Oh Dave was like yeah. obsessed with it for like that, like span. I couldn't get but, it. The last thing I can say for this is whether you want to say it's your favorite show of all time, top five, top 10, whatever it is, you can agree that it's one of the best all around acting performances from an ensemble cast with, I guess, your leading man, Killian Murphy, that you'll see in any show. It's just unfreaking believable with the acting. You have somebody, Alfie Sommons, who's hardly in it, that people freaking love. And it's Tom Hardy. Like it's, it's a freaking show that has Tom Hardy as a supporting character. That's not even, you know, someone that you see more than what, like 10 episodes, maybe His it's crazy. Time it's is honestly very low. His screen time is low for it's how long he's been in it. Kyle, I'll let you sign us out here because I, I don't really have anything else to say. I fucking love this show. I will say that. I think Killian Murphy, if you told me 
50 years from now that I have Killian Murphy still up there with Heath Ledger on my Mount Rushmore of acting, I would not be surprised at all. This is one of my favorite performances. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody who shows zero emotion, but at the same time just controls every scene he's on as the main character. That's such a rare quality. And he's just so good at what he does. I almost don't ever want to watch another thing with Killian Murphy in it because I don't want him to not be Tommy's personality. It's just so fucking good. This isn't even my type of genre of a show that it usually is right up my alley. And it's just, it just transcended what I liked. And it was just fucking art on TV. And I, I'll always look back on this show as one of my favorites. Killian Murphy, Heath Ledger, The Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean Scarecrow, baby. He was Scarecrow he, shows up in the very beginning for a little bit. Nah, he's oh, he's a he's, he's a big part part of Batman Begins, but he's in the middle of it when when uh yeah. Oh, I thought it was the beginning, but he's in a small part. Yeah, in the parking garage, right? Okay, so Dark Knight rises too because he's the judge. He's a Scarecrow as yeah. the judge. <laughs> oh when, when yeah, Bane yeah, takes yeah, over. Yeah. So he's actually totally forgot three. about that. Tom Hardy, Bane, and Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. That's so Alfie funny. hooks up his boy. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I, I guess I already gave my piece a little bit, but I didn't get to say this that I had been thinking when I finished the finale. But honestly, watching the finale, my first thought was pretty much, I feel so lucky to be a fan of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that I watched this television show. And then I was along for that ride and I just watched that finale episode. And that makes me so glad that we have a podcast. So we literally all get on this webcam yeah. together and we all just gush about it for two hours. Yeah. That's what I said before we recorded. Like, I don't give a fuck if no one listens to this episode. Like, it was a blast <laughs> to just have this venue to just chat about the episode. Exactly. Also, add Ada to the list of favorite female characters with, okay, yeah. with uh, Ethel, Ethel Fled and Sansa. She's <laughs> up there, baby. Yeah. Well, no Arya? Do you have a little brain fart there? No, sorry. I, I only do that because we compare Ethel Fled to that, yeah, that yeah. archetype Sansa. a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like Arya right. more. All right. Guys, anything else? Any lasting thoughts? We already got them all out, but I think that's it. Dave, you're giving me a little face there. You got one more thing, dude? He's throw, sad. Throw Starlight in that conversation. <laughs> he yeah, loves yeah, Starlight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love Starlight, too. You don't even watch season three, bro. Yeah, shut up. That's true. I love season <laughs> one and two, Starlight, though. Yeah, shut up. Um, All right, guys. That was it. Peaky Blinders. We knocked that out in... Oh my gosh! Wow, it's out a two week weeks ago. technically, but really a week. Yeah, it came out less than a week ago, and we knocked this out for you guys because we love this show so much. We love getting everything out for you. We are Binge Town TV for a reason. We know you guys are binging, and you don't want one at a time once a week when you're binging a show. We freaking worked our ass off to get this out for you guys because we are binge watchers. That's the point of Binge Town TV. We appreciate every single listener, guys. The fan pages on Facebook, Twitter, everybody that was talking to us about this show, the Instagram people talking to us via DM about the show, the Twitter accounts, the Peaky Blinders Twitter accounts. Such a great time. Any interaction with the listeners, we love it. Guys, if you didn't know already, you can check us out at BingetownTV.com. We're on every single podcast app, YouTube, we are new to YouTube. We're starting to put every show on there. We're trying to get live episodes or not live, but video episodes up for you guys. Every single subscriber, we really appreciate. We do have a Patreon not now, patreon.com slash TV, $5 a month, all the exclusive content. Great way to support the pod if you'd like to do so. Once again, we are Benchtown TV, and thank you so much for listening. Wind it up! Wind it up! <laughs> ride, ride the horse. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 